do 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 welcome to the straight red card segment three and uh thanks for sticking around uh, we're gonna yeah i mean it's not to beat a dead horse or anything but we did just have a couple comments from people about greg and the way he operated at least early on and i think he's tr- why don't we just do the the williamson quote and just get it out of the way brett let's just well i mean it's the basis yeah i think so yep Might eric, as well. eric williamson came out with a Yep, and this is what he said about Greg's uh, complicated system. Go, Eric. Um, I mean, there's a lot of pressing cues that's different from the way we play here that Greg wants um, to play there. But also, like, on the ball, it's just kind of adding that flexibility of getting the ball in front of a back line behind, a you know, the second line of defense or, you know, little things like that that's – makes it super tough to play um, can you pause that right there it's not easy yeah. isn't getting the ball as an offensive or as a center midfielder beyond the first line of defense isn't that normal that seems like a normal thing oh there, there are a number of times where uh where adams or musa or even mckinney to an extent have been behind our center back there they've been behind the left back and right back but I don't think they've been behind the center backs. Adams has been on occasion. Mm-hmm. I don't get this one. I mean, that should not be complicated, but he's about to tell us it is. You want to back that up a little bit and replay that? Just a little. There we go. Okay. Um, it, it's not easy in the first three camps I've been with Greg. Like, it's, you know, I've had a terrible experience. Terrible. Trying to learn it. You know, I didn't do the best job, and it's, it's because okay. it's so difficult. Um, there, there's so many different cues that you have to know. Timing is everything in that in that system, and it's just kind of getting getting reps and getting getting used to just how how Greg wants to play is is very tough. And you know, it's not one cue where I can say, "Hey, when this happens, you do this." It's it, it's reacting off the other team as well. So it's very complex, and I think it's been so successful because of how complex it is as well. Oh, I'm calling bullshit on the end of that one. <laughs> All right, so a couple things real quick. It hasn't been successful, right? I mean, it's on some games, and that's been it. So whenever anybody plays a low block on us, it's not been successful. It's been the opposite of that. So I'm – yes, the Q's thing is interesting, right? So we're going to throw the quote up here. The Q's thing is interesting because – all right, so – when I played, and I'm sure this happened to you too, the coach, the manager would throw the ball. I mean, we'd be doing like an 11-11 scrimmage. And he'd throw a ball to a certain player in a certain situation, and he'd say, where does everybody need to be if this player has the ball right here? And he'd give us like five seconds to figure it out, and we'd have to move there. And um, so where was that? But it wasn't like this Q system. I mean, he was just trying to get us to understand the natural flow and where we should be when a player has a ball in a certain situation, right? It wasn't like this is the only thing that can happen, but generally this is where you need to be, you know? Um, But it sounds like this is like, he's talking about cues, but not only when they have the ball, but when they're also playing defense. So 
uh, Jake has a uh, Jake from FIFA America has a really good video as far as just, just describing how Burhalter's uh, system is run and the team, the professional teams that play that same style. Like insert, they, he mentioned Leicester, I think even like Man City or something like that. But um, and he talks about the complexity behind that style of play and how the reason why a lot of teams don't do it is because it takes a lot of effort. And it's a very specific style of play. I think what, uh, what Eric is saying here is that there's so many, there's so many cues, not only just looking at your own players and where you need to be in comparison to them, but you also, if, if the opposition center midfield moves over here, then you've got to do this. And it's just, it's, uh, there's a lot of X's and O's apparently. I don't know. It doesn't sound very, like a very natural way to play soccer. I mean, well, I mean, that's why he said it's complex. It's <laughs> constipating is what it is. Like if my, if all I had was thinking about when I was playing was, oh shit. He, oh shit. I got to get over there now. Oh shit. I got to get over there now. Oh shit. I need to get over the here now based on this complex set of cues. That would drive me nuts as a player. Absolutely yeah. drive me insane. I want to be thinking about the game. I want to play it naturally. And if you don't like the way I play it naturally, I mean, you give me a basic framework and let me play naturally. Don't give me all these well, fucking cues. And by the way, it's a national team. You don't have a whole lot of time yep. to get this complex shit into this. That's why everybody looks constipated out there. So we've also talked about over the windows um, this past year, how everybody just looks not confused being out on the field, but almost like they're they're just they're waiting for what something something happens like it's like they gotta they gotta think too much as far as where they gotta be rather than just playing with some level of fluidity yeah and uh the games where we do play with some fluidity and not necessarily just verticality but some fluidity um <laughs> i'm making up my own gregisms <laughs> um but i mean when we do play like that we play well and and some of that falls on the players and i think some of it falls outside of the system um some Sometimes of the, the system works. The high, the high pressity plays can work, and some, uh, but it, I, I just feel like sometimes the players are too concerned where they need to be on the field at all times. Yes, exactly, and some of it falls on the opponent. Right, we play yeah. better against Mexico because they're not going to play a low block. Mm -hmm. That's just something they might. This next game, I, I don't know. I mean, that would befuddle the fuck out of Greg because <laughs> I mean, it's just the same guy who came in saying El Salvador is going to play a low block. In his interview with um, the Warshaw, yeah. right? He's like, "Oh yeah, El Salvador, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, be compact and low." Wrong. <laughs> and when you're wrong, you need to have a plan B. And um, I've never, I can't even remember a manager. I mean, I'm sure there are some other ones who are so single fucking minded they can only play one fucking formation. To me, that's baffling. Yeah. Well, I mean, lear learning the system clearly takes up all the practice time. I mean, you can only show so many PowerPoints and expect the players to soak it in. <laughs> but I, the, the, the problem is, and we talked about it just in this, in this episode right now, we've talked about how we have such limited time with the players. Greg doesn't have – it's not like he's playing with the club where you have every, every day of the week with these players working on that system, hammering it out, getting, getting it to work. He's got what six days a month, and of those six days, three of those days have games. The other three, other three days are travel and recovery. 
So, I mean, as far as like, trying to break out a system, I mean, the, the, what you need to do as a national team uh, manager is you got to keep it simple. So that way when you bring in new players, it's not just this huge learning curve. And I think maybe this kind of explains why we see players who have been in the system for a while. We, you know, we see the Cannons and we see the Moors. We see uh, Vines early on, at least, Bellow. Over somebody like Scally, who was called in late, got no time whatsoever and not called since. So they're just they're not familiar with the system because they haven't had the opportunity to spend three camps like uh, Williamson was saying. Well, trying to figure it out. Look at this quote. You got the word terrible. You got the word difficult. Mm -hmm. You got the word tough. Uh, This is not a great quote. I mean, if you especially if you remove the last sentence, this is not good. And I think it was Lawless who confronted Greg about this in an interview a long time ago and said, don't you think you're going to have to make some compromises? Sounds like he didn't made them yet no. when Williamson was there. Um, and that that brings something to mind. Is all of this Klinsman's fault in the end because he was the opposite of Greg? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, here's the formation we're playing. Go get them, guys. Rah, rah. I mean, There's got to be like a happy medium there somewhere. <clears throat> there is. You know, here's we're doing the high press. Here are your positions. You guys know how to play the game. You know, yeah. go about right. it. Exactly. Know. I mean, we defend in mean, numbers, we attack in numbers, you know, whatever. Reading this quote hurt. I mean, it hurt to read it because he's really kind of like criticizing in a way, but he doesn't know it. I mean, he's gotta know it. And then um, we've all heard from the guys behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And Pete has two, and so it's t- there are actual players on the national team who are talking to people behind the scenes, the saying that folks, and telling them, "Yeah, this shit's kind of fucked up." It's like so predictable. That's why it's so easy to defend. If it's going to be that predictable, it's going to be easy to defend. If it's going to be that unnatural, it's going to cause the players to be constipated. So we need to get out of that. I'm, I want to see some free-flowing play. I want to see guys be uh, have the opportunity to feel like they can be creative. Now, we've seen a little of that here and there, but it's not enough for a team that is as talented as this team is. The amount of talent. What I want, When I watch Aronson play for Salzburg, I'm like, damn, that they cut that kid loose. He does what he wants, and he knows exactly what to do. When I watch Aronson sometimes for... U.S. men's national team, especially when he's jammed back in that midfield spot, I think, man, he seems like he's got a big stick up his ass. And that's sad when you have that kind of talent and you can't translate that on the field. Again, Mm -hmm. people are going to say we're fucking Burhalter haters. It's not about that. We just deserve a better product, folks. And if Greg can figure it out, we'll support him. If he can't figure it out, eventually he's going to got to go. He's got to go. Well, yeah, we are. We've already talked about that. I did want to. I did want to give a, a, you know, a shout out to uh, Justin Moran for uh, for posting the the quote here. Yeah, which and I can't read. One, it was so. well. I, I I mean, it was this earlier. So oh, okay. We were staring at it for ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote the transcript for it and put the emphasis on it where he highlighted stuff. Yeah, I um, appreciate that. Um, and that this all comes from the Scuff podcast. They interviewed. Um, or Williamson. Yeah. So go give that, go give that a listen to if you want the full context. Uh, you know, Scuff Podcast actually posted that clip that we just watched earlier. So props to them. It was a great find, great quote. Yeah, everybody's commenting on it today. Everybody's talking about it. 
Um, and some people are playing saying things like, well, Berhalter system's really actually really simple. That what? So Williamson's a moron? Dude places on a professional soccer team. He's not a moron. It's not that it's simple. It's that it's overly complicated and predictable. That's the problem. You know, it's one thing if you put together a really complex system that really does fake the other fucking team out. It's another thing when the other teams watch so much footage of us, they know exactly what we're going to do, exactly how we're going to operate outside of like a few things we might have tried. Uh, we've seen some weird shit. You know, we've mentioned the uh, the midfielders covering for the left back and the right back. We've mentioned trying three in the back with Tyler Adam as the right back. Yeah, so when he does experiment, um, yeah, it doesn't work. Well, he so, goes off the reservation. I mean, he just he what the uh, the Honduras game. What we played with uh, we played uh, we put Tyler Adams as a right back. We threw in Acosta and Sands as dual dual sixes, and it was just like, where the hell did this come from? I mean, you can't just you can't when you're experimenting with players at certain spots. You don't want to just do mass exodus. That was players. the Honduran game where we were like, yeah, let's just um, we'll let's happens. put on a whole yeah. different new show here. <laughs> you know, let's let's just put in seven new players and fiddly fuck around and see what happens here, and that doesn't work. So. I think you had a. So go we got a. We got. I just want to bring up a couple of fun tweets. Okay. Um, so Jared Dean here. Uh, he 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 kind of gets half of the point that we make um, where we talk about the the Berhalter system being too sim or too being too predictable. Mm -hmm. But we're not saying that it's a simple system. We've never said that. In fact, mm -hmm. we've talked the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. um, and, it's robotic. Uh, it's yeah, robotic. It's, it's predictable because every, if you watch one game, you know exactly what's going to happen. But mm -hmm. the, the the process of getting it to the to moving it around, being in those positions, that's where the complexity comes from. But uh, but he he talks about how, how it's been heavily implied that our offense is predictable, and all we do is move the ball outside and attempt to cross the ball in. To me, that doesn't sound complicated in his opinion. Which. Don't get me wrong. He's not wrong there. That, that isn't complicated. No, it doesn't sound complicated, but the way it works on the way there, mm -hmm. and especially on the... Um, so when something's predictable, that doesn't mean it's not complicated. My fuck at the chip in my computer, my laptop, is extremely complicated, and I would not be able to replicate it on my own. There's mm -hmm. no way. But... It's predictable. I know when I turn my computer on, I can get the internet. Mm. Um, I can watch YouTube. Um, I can do this show. So predictable is not does not necessarily mean simple. Something can be extremely complex and still and still absolutely be complicated. And Derek, I think I had pretty much a similar response on here mm -hmm. <laughs> to it. Uh, my response was. In Pee Wee's Big Adventure, we all knew he was making breakfast in the intro, but that didn't make the process any less complicated. Right. right. But I mean, I, we may be dating ourselves here as far as uh, talking about Pee Wee's Big Adventure, man. <laughs> so I, I only got one like for that, and uh, I, I think that's because a good chunk of the a good chunk of the people on Twitter. Probably never, never watched. It. Probably never. Don't even know who Pee Wee fucking Herman is. I, I, I tried to find a gift that had uh that had his like whole breakfast set up. Um, but this yeah. is the closest thing I could find for him. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, uh, that might have helped if you could get him like that whole scene in there. But so again, just to reemphasize that, um, if something is um, complicated, let's say an M1 Abrams tank is really a complicated tank, like all the parts that go into it, all the computers, but it's fairly predictable. It's it's a solid thing. It works and it's predictable. Now, in this case, however, let's say the U.S. Army strategy with the M1 tanks was just to not fire and charge into the enemy. I mean, this is a metaphor, of course, mm. without shooting. Well, then they would get their asses kicked. So you got to fire at some point. You can't charge into the enemy tanks. This is not um, what I'm saying is that, yes, Greg's system is complicated. For the players, you can see it when they play. They are obviously trying to play their roles, their very specific roles. Now, I will say this. Greg has tried to un to simplify it a little more. I mean, he said it. He said he's trying to simplify it mm -hmm. a little more. So let's see that really happen, because I still see constipated play at this point, and it needs to un unjar itself. Yep, yep, and going with that little complication, the complicated aspect of the system, this is just another one that stood out to me. And again, nothing, nothing against the people we're we're highlighting here, just just the type of comments that we see, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, any other social media, right? Um, and consistently, we have to uh, explain ourselves, um, our reasonings for saying what we say, mm -hmm. um, and it, sometimes it can come off a little a snide and a, a little snarky, but of it does. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, nothing against, nothing against people asking questions. I'm all for it. But uh, but yeah, so uh, J Dub here he goes. Uh, Eunice Musa, 17 year old, can learn this system, but Eric can't. Didn't he go to college? Oh, the guy goes. Uh, what does college have to do with anything? He sh and then J Dub goes. He should know how to study. And he goes. It's not about studying. It's a completely different kind of intelligence required. And he said, "You've got to be kidding me." And then once again, my response. Which Our was, response was, uh, I can read a book on how to replace an engine, but when it comes time to actually replace the engine, yeah. Understanding, yeah, understanding how to do something and being able to do something are not the same. Club level, sure. International level, there just simply isn't enough time, and uh, we can't be flexible for, with newcomers. Again, yeah. which is why I think um, this is why I think we're never going to see somebody brand new. We talked about like, who's going to replace McKinney. Well, it's going to be some of the same people who've been in the system already. No. So I worked at a company where we had three different CRMs, three. And instead of them figuring out a way to bundle the CRMs together, this is a customer, customer relationship management system for people who don't know what a CRM is. They just had us have these three different systems for three, you know, for the three different events we held. Like each one had its own CRM. And then they wanted us to figure out on our own how to, you know, market all three different things, but cross market them too for all the events. So we get all of them involved in all three events. I'm like, dudes. You know how complicated that shit is? You overcomplicated this. It stifled me as a mm -hmm. oh, as a worker. And I think that's how the guys feel out there. I feel like they're forced to do things they wouldn't necessarily naturally do on their club teams. So 
And when you put them in that situation, oh. it makes it tough. Again, that that's pretty much what Eric said. He goes, yes. Greg, Greg's having us do stuff that I just simply don't do with the, the club at the club level. So don't it, 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 is, it. it is what it is. And I think that's the issue. Yeah. You know, but just uh, with, with, with some, with some, uh, I guess uh, let's end it with some good news here. Uh, oh, Jesse good. Marsh is going to be, is being interviewed by, I guess, what the CBS crew. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's listen to it and then we'll talk about it, I guess. Okay. This is news. It's been a pleasure to me. speaking to you. Am I going to get this pleasure a lot more next season because you're coming to Leeds, <laughs> aren't you? Carragher's accent kills me. You've been reading the uh, the newspapers and Twitter too much. Yeah. <laughs> Can you um, give us an exclusive? Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying being unemployed. Let's just say that I'm enjoying a little bit of free time now. Thanks, Jesse. Thank See you, Jesse. you next Thank season. You. Okay, so what the fuck was that? So. Um, yeah, he asked, he asked if uh, if uh, Marsh was going to be at uh, Leeds, and he basically said, "I'm enjoying my my free time being unemployed right now." So th- this begged the question: Is he enjoying his free time being unemployed because he, maybe he's already been in conversation with USSF for what's going to happen after January? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> you just don't think he's you don't think well, I don't know. What? So let me just get this straight. Leeds are firing Bielsa. No, and, his contract is uh, ex- is expiring, and he's hasn't had any conversations as far as um, re-signing back up with them. I guess I don't know. Huh. Right, that, it's not it's not that they're he's uh, getting fired. It's just his contract is set to expire um, in the summer. Well, so he, there, he was... there's a rumor that Marsh that they're interested in Marsh, which. I also brought that jo- jokingly said it. Coincidentally, Leeds are also very interested in uh, Aronson. Yeah. Well, Bielsa <laughs> was interested in Aronson specifically. So, and uh, isn't the team owned by, I don't know who they're owned by. Let me see. Owner is Asser. It's an Italian businessman and 49ers Enterprises. Okay. And the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> so they've got American interests there as well. That's becoming so common these days. It doesn't even surprise me when I look up a club and I have no idea what their, who their ownership is. And half of it is American. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't get rid of the current manager. I mean, he's been really good for them. So he's having a rough season right now. He'll work it out. They're not going to get relegated. I don't think Leeds is really going to get relegated. And again, I don't uh, know. If the, I don't know if the question is necessarily that Leeds wants to get rid of him. I just think that they're taking the precaution. The fact that there's no absolutely no conversation as far as whether or not he's going to resign. Again, uh, I'm, I'm I'm going off my memory. I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure that was the issue. All I'm going to say to Jesse Marsh is if he goes to the EPL, be ready to be ridiculed when you don't use the word pitch. Instead, you use the word the field or, you know, shit like that. Like, I'm the coach. No, you're a manager, dickhead. Figure that out. Because that's all the shit that Bob Bradley was ridiculed for. Like, when he he just didn't use the same terminology Mm. in England, I mean, it was all in the papers. It was he needs, all to, the he needs to go in there and say, we're, we're here to play some good soccer. <laughs> you can't say soccer either. That's a bad I'm one. I'm speaking yeah. English, guys. Come on. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, you know, he was ridiculed right from the start. Um, 
it was like when Bob was hired, he talked about it today in an interview he did with mm-hmm. I'm not sure who the Hercules fuck and uh, Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I mean, he's like, that's some of that shit happens, but it's not the people that you know who are interviewing you. It's always those dickheads that never ask a question during the press mm-hmm. conference that write the bad articles on you. So, yeah, there's a little bit of that that Jesse Marsh would have to... I would recommend he go back to Germany and find a German club to, to manage, frankly. I don't... Or Austria. I mean, I don't know. We'd go to, like, maybe Rapid Wien or something like that. But uh, England? Uh, I don't know about England. Um, they don't seem very open to Americans. I mean, everybody's a fucking Ted Lasso as soon as they go over there. I mean, just look at how much um, Armis has been criticized as an assistant. As an coach assistant, yeah. For Man United, it only gets worse when you, once you're under the the microscope in England. I mean, that goes for every manager there. I get it. So every manager kind of gets kicked in the balls when they go there. But well, seems- I mean, I mean, Ar- Armis's uh, um, press is basically just talking about how people refer to him as Ted Lasso at Man U, kind of, kind of like you know talking down to him, but. It was nothing about him as the assistant coach per se, because I mean he's basically he's implementing the the no oh, the game plan that should all fall on the head coach. Yeah, I mean, I mean how, how, so. how often are other assistant managers um, ridiculed in press? That's why I'm, I mean I don't know. I'm asking. Well, yeah, I mean they did say his workouts were archaic. Like, you know, from the 80s or 90s or something like that. They got kind of specific in their criticism of Armis. It's very odd because if the the main if the manager doesn't want him to run arcade shit, then he won't. So maybe the manager does want, or maybe the manager is saying, yeah, I want to work. Let's get them to play high press. You know, let's bring Red Bull ball to Man United. And, you know, Ronald's like, I don't want to run that much. What are you kidding? I'm not going to press all fucking game long that's ridiculous and they're just frustrated but is there a bias i'm sure there is i'm sure there is we're not beyond that yet folks we got a long ways to go like we're taking strides in germany marsh got the coach moderato's still there for now probably gonna lose his job before the end of the season but uh, if things continue the way they are, you got Joe Enox in Germany and the three Bundesliga, but he's he's managed a two Bundesliga team too. So I think it's just a lot less difficult in Germany. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why the English are so fucking sensitive about protecting their fucking territory in this game. I mean, they're not, they haven't won a World Cup since the 60s. So maybe they need to get over themselves a little. And maybe we don't have all the answers. But I think Bob Bradley should have got a lot bigger, longer chance than he did while he was there. I thought he got shafted big time. Mm-hmm. So. No, I agree. Right. We, we talked about that, too, before. Do we have any other thing? Anything else? Uh, Thank God. That was supposed to be 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're only 12 minutes fast. <laughs> all right. Until the next time on the straight red card. Um yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's it's working. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a slow build. I mean, it was a fast build to a thousand, and then you know, it's been kind of a slow build since then, but it's working. Keep spreading the word, share it, keep liking, keep subscribing, and um, we'll be back on Thursday. We got Max lined. We do have Max. All right, even though we called you a butt. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that was fun. No, I mean, he didn't really call Brett a butt. He just said, yeah, sure, that'll work. And then, what was it, butt? <laughs> yeah. I, I, sat, I sat there for like, 50, like, like 10, 15 minutes. Like, is he going to respond to this? Because it was B-U-T butt, not yeah. B-U-T-T butt. <laughs> You know, I was thinking, God, he's already going in the name calling business. Jesus, we're ready for this one. It's like, did my wife take over your Twitter handle for a second there, you butt? (laughs) All right. No, my wife says worse things than that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Lovingly, um, though, guys, lovingly. Yeah, I'm sure it is lovingly. All right. Until the next time on Story Card, we will see you and we'll be back on Thursday.